Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Four Pointers Fantasy League podcast. I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Trent. Trent, how's it going? I've been better. <laughs> I've lost the last three weeks by a combined 75 points, which, if you're new, not a lot. And if you're new, this is a Fantasy League podcast, although it's in the name, so if you're surprised... <laughs> yeah, like, what is this about? Then that's the... Ex- I was told we need to do more explanations what the show's about, and I'm like, well, if you've watched the sh- If you're listening to the show, it's because you've Googled Fantasy League podcast. Yeah, I don't you've know stumbled, if you've stumbled across, yeah. I don't know if you've stumbled across it due to our billboards yeah. or anything. <laughs> like, it's a pretty hard thing to find. You have to be actively looking for it, but for those that still like, haven't caught it on, we're a Fantasy League podcast. Um... How are you, Jake? I feel like you owe everyone an apology for us having to miss our first ever episode last week. Yeah, last week wasn't too well, so I said uh, due to unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't very well. So just to uh, to save our uh, save the uh, the old body in the throat, I uh, decided not to. I didn't have the spicy cough, but well, uh, I was. I was well. about to say I thought you had the spicy cough. Turns out you were just destroying your toilet for a week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. That, yeah, that, you missed the podcast for that. Yeah, yeah, really I bad. You had stomach, the pandemic. Yeah. No, no, so no, no COVID. Thankfully, did the test and all all good. But yeah, who knows what what was going on last week? But I uh, wasn't wasn't up to it. But we uh we, we were back this week and back. Uh, one too many, one too many back alley hot dogs. Yeah. Give me food poisoning before. Can't, still can't get enough of it. Uh, well, look, we'll jump right into the team list. We've got plenty to talk about this week. Like we've said before, the margins is where you win a premiership. So McInnes, Cameron McInnes was named at lock for the Sharks. Obviously, this is his. He had his first start last week. Started in the second row. He started the year at seven hundred eighty thousand and was meant to be one of the you know top-tier players, like he has been in previous years, but he's been playing off the bench, his value's gone down, now he's starting, but it looks a bit like fool's gold joke. Yeah, we were talking a bit about off the, off the pod before we started. Or our best gold. Yeah, always our best stuff before we actually start talking. I'm just talking buggered by the time we record. Yeah, I'm just, just going through the motions let's just by, get it over by the time with. it starts. But, I'm um, only truly sick of you. I just want to get you out of my house as quickly get as in, possible. Get in, get out. So, um, but yeah, he's uh, obviously McKinnis, uh, sorry, um, Finucane's out for the week uh, because of concussion protocols. Um, so you imagine you either shifts back to the back row um, next week and then you've still got Wade Graham uh, hovering around there um, due back any week now as well. So... Uh, yeah, good to, good to see him get a start at lock, but uh, yeah, very very wary of uh, him as a potential option. He passed the eye test, but then he got forty last week. So you'd think if he plays well, they might look at a model where they move for Nukun into the front row. Yep, because Wade Graham's coming back, so that's always been part of the problem. Is where they're all actually going to play. Like, is McGinnis going to be on the bench all year because Teague Wilson could, in theory, give way to Wade Graham? They're not dropping Britton Nakora. Therefore, there's no room in at lock or the back row for McInnes if yeah. you keep Finucane at lock. If you move Finucane into prop, you move Brennan Hueli down to the bench. Or Toby Rudolph. One of or those Toby two, Rudolph. Yeah. Then you've got room for McInnes at lock. So it'll be interesting. This could be his make or break for the show. If not, they might try to quietly offload him in the off-season. Yeah. Uh, for a bit more distressing news, one of the few cheapies on the market that are starting job, uh, Cooler for Manly. Did I say that right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, he's uh, for one week he gets uh, the starting uh, center spot, and he's already yeah already gone. So he uh, yeah Morgan Harper's back after having COVID last week. Uh, they thought it might be uh he might get a spot on the wing, but uh, Tulipolotu I think still is in the team. So he unfortunately goes to the reserves, which is uh which is not great for uh, everyone that's owned him. And moving on to the Broncos. I don't think I'm exaggerating, Jake, when I'm saying this is the most egregious thing that's ever yep. happened in fantasy league history. Outrageous. Outrageous. T. Marie Martin 
who hasn't played in three years because of injury, has got good on him, got in a spot for the Broncos team, but is coming at the absurd price of 300000 Yeah. If, I'm, if he's not 220 I don't know what the hell is. Yeah. Are we just doing away with 220 <laughs> yeah. Are we doing away with yeah. 240 If you've played a game of NRL before, you automatically can't be 220 apparently. Yeah. Is 300 the new base? The but, new like, factor? Andrew Fafita was, like, started the season at, what, 2 240 Yeah. So, like, surely... And he played last year. George Shafila started at 240 Yeah. Plenty of players that have played since Tariq Martin started the year at 240 but you're Telling me he's going to start the year at three hundred thousand. What? Yeah. And I think that's probably more than he was when he left. Yeah, like, it wasn't like he was off? highly priced. It's not like he was like a six hundred thousand dollar player when he left. He was like from memory like three eighty. Yeah. And you're telling me he hasn't played in three years. He only loses eighty thousand in value. Outrageous. And a position he, he didn't really play. He was a half, and he's playing at fullback. Yeah. So which oh. also doesn't make any sense. It's absurd. Like, that's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Are they, that's what they're thinking. He's going to get more run meters, so they just like snuck up his price, so he didn't have to. We didn't. You two know, four, didn't get, I, I would have been five two forty. Yeah. I could have lived with two forty. Like, oh, fair enough. He's played before two forty. That seems to be the going rate for people that yeah. have played any football. But he's come in priced eighty thousand more than 80, the base price. Eighty thousand more than the base price. It just it seems nonsensical. I think mean, Taylor May started the year at around three hundred to three fifty, but he would played. A few games last year. Yeah. Like you, I just don't understand what the metric is that decided this price. No, outrageous. Good news in the Broncos team. Corey Peggs has been named to play starting hooker. And that the price is at could be a nice little a cheapy option in a year that's not presenting many of them. Yeah, so he's at 310 uh, starting this week. Um, he yeah, He's played a few games off the bench, uh, but looks like, we don't know, Jake Turpin, he could be out, he could be dropped. There's a very missing uh, direction in terms of what's actually yeah, apparently happened. You, you, you saw footage of him training with the reserves. Well, there yeah, was a Twitter, something came out on Twitter from one of the journalists up in Brisbane who said he was training with the reserves. Uh, Fox Sports are reporting that he's uh, got a neck injury. So, well, he's uh, from Brisbane. So he's got two necks. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, one might, the other one one's might good. be good. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so if Pakes can get a starting spot and nail it down, the only obviously caveat is Walters has been named on the bench with Tyson Gamble uh, starting. So the, uh, Walters will play a bit at dummy half. So that's the only uh, only risk with Pakes. Yeah, I don't believe he's a trade this week, but he's definitely uh, on the short list for next week's trades yep. if he comes out all clear. And playing against the Bulldogs, knowing Kevin Bowles, as long as they win, everyone should keep their spot. Uh, here's one for the resident Tiger. Jackson, Jackson Hastings has been named again in the number seven. We'll be seeing he, he's num- he scored 50 on Easter Monday after he scored 22 and 36, I believe, in his first two games yep. playing at 5-8. Do you think this change into the seven is making him a keeper, Jake? You already jumped off that roller coaster. <laughs> <Yeah. Christa. laughs> well, I mean, he got suspended after round two, so it didn't really give me a, give me a lot of hope. Um, but looking at his general stats, um, obviously he kicked the field goal. Um, he kicked one goal um, and had a try assist. So he was a lot more involved than what I saw um, in the first two rounds, which is a, which is a good indicator. Um, and you know he's pretty pretty decently priced at four fifty. So if you're getting fifty plus a week at four fifty, definitely an option. Um, but it's hard to judge off the just the one week. So if you jumped on the Jock Madden bandwagon, do you jump off it? <laughs> Yeah. Fork it in. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Madden's uh, pretty much... Brooks played really well, played well, um, and, yeah, Jock Madden scored four on the weekend because he basically came on when Simkin went off with injury. So, um, yeah, definitely would be avoiding Madden, and uh, Hastings, uh, it would be a wait and see at this stage. 
There's your resident Tiger expert, Jake Bull. Yeah, still, still um, a recovery from the big win yesterday. Moving on to Parramatta Eels, Hayes Perham. Perham. Perham has been named to start on the wing. Yep. Uh, I, the reason we're talking about this is is the only um, starting 220 player this week. So if you're desperate, absolutely desperate to free up some money and you want to have a throw at the stumps, you can have a go at him, although he might be out of the team next week. So unless it's a Sean Russell-like score, uh, I wouldn't be too optimistic. I think it's more of a... Well, Last Salvation Saloon type situation. If you really desperately need to free up money, that's probably your best bet at a 220 player this week. Uh, Xavier Savage, who was talked about a lot in the offseason, Jake, he's been named to start for the Canberra Raiders. His first out of the year, he scored eight and 14 minutes off the bench. Uh, obviously, he's put not a buy this week, but he's on the watch list. Yeah, it was interesting. He didn't get the full-back position. That went to Rapana. Um, so he's been named on the wing, so not ideal for people that were considering him. Uh, but, yeah, definitely not a look for, for this week. But if he continues to nail that spot, Nicol Klukstar wasn't uh, wasn't great uh, as well uh, last last week. So um, he could get a spot down the road. But, yeah, just wait and see. For well, we're starting to be less and less differences between a team list and a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> so who knows where he's going to play. Yeah, he'll play 5-8 next week. Yeah. Uh, Pappenhausen. Has been named to start, even though he's got a potential injury that he's carrying. I think we've discussed. You met, this cost you a game earlier this year. If a player's under an injury cloud, you move them to the bench, yep. so that if he gets if he doesn't play, he gets replaced by any of your other emergencies. Yes, definitely learned the lesson. I thought my whole team would just be rejigged because I had order. I had dual position players. Apparently, that is not the case. Clearly, I shouldn't be talking about fantasy football when I didn't even work work that one out. But um, yeah, no, definitely got him on the bench. Um, he played the golf day that he apparently wasn't going to be at risk of playing, so that's a good indicator that if he was the next day, he was you know within well enough to be actually uh, moving around and uh, and playing a bit of golf. But uh, yeah, obviously. Craig Bailey loves a loves a, uh, a swifty as we've, we've talked about many times on this podcast. So um, taking that one with a grain of salt. Speaking of toilet paper, that's where I get, <laughs> that's where I get it from. Craig Bailey's team lists. Good town. Well, I'm bloody uh, Trent Robinson's next on the list yeah. with his hookers. Yeah, well, I think it was he's got it from Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett used to do the same thing every week. I think it was at Newcastle. I can't remember who it was. Someone was like, so they make the same change every week. You'd be like, at this point, we know what you're doing. Why don't you just switch the numbers? Like, why? You're not fool fooling anyone. Agreed. So, as exasperated as I am, <laughs> it's time to move on to Notable Notables, which I think is the first time we've used the same name two weeks ago. Well, so we've got another name for us, so you could technically call it something else. Yeah, on the... On the run sheet, we've got called the segment Tapped Out. Which is basically what you feel like after the way the season's going, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're tapping, we're seeing if any of these players are tapping out, I have they reached their value. So I've got a list here, Jake. I'll rattle them off. We'll start with Nainai from the Cowboys, second rower. He's got a break even this week of 36, and he's got a value of 500,000. He scored 36 last week. The only like great score he's made was probably in round three where he got a hat trick, and he still then only got 62. I've been riding him all year. I think he's close to tapped out. I don't think I'm going part five. Much past 500, max maybe 530, 540. So I'm starting to look at prospective upgrade trades off of that money. Do you disagree? No, I think that makes sense. Yeah, like he's he scored a lot of tries, which is great as a back row to be getting tries, but they're very heavily padding his stats. His base stats are almost non-existent for the most part. Um, you know, his tackles-wise, he makes like 30-odd tackles, but 
his errors and missed tackles are like through the roof. I think yeah, even that game where he scored, he scored sixty, still had three missed tackles, um, and yeah, he had a few errors and stuff as well. So um, he's a bit of a risk. He's a rocks or diamonds sort of player, um, which is not what you want uh, towards the back end of the season. So if he started to hit that uh, that break even value, then there's one to to look to to move on. Yeah, Newcastle front rower Leo Thompson, currently valued at 356,000. He's got a break even of 26. After scoring a few good scores in rounds two and three, he's kind of settled into that 20s. 25 to 35 yep. mark due to Daniel Saifidi, David Klammer, Jacob Saifidi, all returning from injury at different points and kind of creating a clear top three. Uh, Thompson's the number four prop on the team at the moment. So unless there's a HIA during the game or some type of injury, it's hard of him getting past 25. So it's probably around time to cash out and take the 130K that you've made off of him and put, use that to upgrade a player elsewhere. Yeah, his minutes, have, uh, his minutes have been pretty consistent over the last three weeks, and that's where he scored the 25 and 26 uh, pretty much each week. The weeks where he scored, uh, the Tigers, he scored 45, and Panthers scored 37. He only played an extra six or seven minutes, but um, it seems to have made a difference. But like you said, he's just dropped down in that rotation and uh, is, yeah, is probably a look to sell soon. Going a rung below him is Andrew Fafita, who's on 318k. He's got a break even at 19. Sounds pretty low, but he's been scoring a little bit less than Leo Thompson. I think he jagged a good score this week around 30. Yep. So he's once again a player that's in the 20 to 30 front rower mark. He's probably the fourth prop in the team, the second one off the bench. So he's not going to give you great scores, but he's good to have for your auto emergencies while they're making money. But I think his peak is probably around what Leo Thompson's on now, 356. Yeah, yeah, he's not, I think, obviously, yeah. Not the gone of the days where he was a uh, a fantasy league gun and uh, carried teams as captain and scored tries for fun. So it's uh, unfortunate to see he's dropped off a little bit, but he, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely looked for one to, to sell as well. Yeah, next on the list, Lachlan Ilias, halfback for the South. 345,000, break even to 19. He had a slow start to the year. He had two good rounds back to back, but then last round he went back to scoring in the uh, under 20, yeah, yep. 18. So I think, um, break even of 18, it's probably more likely than not to go over it, but I'd be optimistic to say he'll get in the 400s. Yeah, he's been disappointing. Uh, obviously, it's his first full season, so there had to be some teething issues, but there's been other players that have come in as their first full season. I guess Leo Thompson, to an example, who has, who has sort of looked looked uh, the goods from from that perspective. Um, yeah, it could be a long-term one where you just sort of like as a backup auto-emergency um, half that will get you 20-odd, 30-odd points. Um, but if you're trying to upgrade your team, if you've got him starting, then definitely, yeah, you need to look to, to get rid of him um, pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Targo, who's been an absolute God. sweetheart for, <laughs> <laughs> for Fantasy League teams. He's gotten his value all the way up to 567,000 with a break even of 50. It, even he's had an absolute gun. He's had a few quiet weeks since Nathan Cleary's come back along. We'll do it together. So the other yep. one on the list is Stephen Crichton, who's got a break even of 49 and a value of 507. So in similar boats, Targo's worth a little bit more, but they got the same break even. We we're talking before about how Nathan Cleary coming back has forced a rejig in the Panthers attack. You were saying how Jerome Luai is on Targo's side. So going to him less means Targo's getting less quality ball. And Stephen Crichton was enjoying up to an extra 10 points a week due to goal kicking, which is now lost to Nathan Cleary. 
So I think both players might have reached their peak because hopefully uh, Nathan Cleary's not going anywhere and so they might be stuck to be more mid-30s players more often than not, which they're valued to be players in the 45-plus range at the moment. So now might be a good time to get off both of them. I think giving it one more week against Canberra is a good idea if... Cleary scores another 90 and they score in the 30s again. I think it's time to look at um, pivoting. Yeah, well, their next two weeks got Raiders and Titans and then they play a run of Eels, Storm and Roosters. So, yeah, you definitely, before that, the Eels, Storm, Roosters games, you want to look to uh, unload unless they, they have a miraculous recovery. But, yeah, Targo um, setting up for Taylor May, um, a lot of tries. So he's been going up in value, which has been great for people that own him. Um, but, yeah, he's he seems to have dropped off and... Uh, I'm still biting the fact that I missed out on Crichton, bored him, and he hasn't been the same player since. So, um, look, the story I, is old as time in fantasy yeah, league, my friend. Never chase the trades, never trace, time, trace never, the scores, but um, never try to make up for your mistakes. Yeah, should have bit the bullet and just copped it, and I uh, would have been fine, but I've wasted a trade and a player I'm looking at to sell in the next couple of weeks, which is uh, not ideal. But um, yeah, look, yeah, Targo, I think um, the only benefit with him is the fact that he has that dual position or both have dual position um so that could be the only thing that could you know potentially be a reason to keep them especially as a off the bench or as a backup player um but now that they're starting to, to lose value it just depends on what you what you're looking for in your in your team as well yeah. fantastic another great pearl of wisdom from jake bull if all the bands are going on we didn't read out our uh, rankings. <laughs> I, I was sort of hoping you wouldn't because it was a horrendous week. So. <laughs> hey, same. I got around seven rank of 30,660, cool. for an overall rank of 20,598. So I'm out of 168,000. So I'm still in the top 15%. What about you, Jake? Yeah, so last round I got a rank of 44,560. <laughs> so it was a bad week. I only scored 738, um, and then my overall rank's 27,311. So I think it was ranked around 26,000, so I dropped 1,000-odd spots last week, which is not great. Uh, but, yeah, still still decent decent uh, ranking at the moment. What were you ranked last year again? What was your final rank? Uh, just over 1,000. I don't know the exact <laughs> one, but, yeah, it was definitely definitely better than what it was this time. I was pretty much – I stayed within the top 1,000, like, the whole season. So it was only in the last week or two that I dropped out. So – uh, yeah, bit of bit of a fall from grace, that's for sure. <laughs> I think that's all the time we've got, Jake. Do you have any more, any more words of wisdom? No, uh, it's... got to go cry to pillow. I shouldn't have brought up your ranking. Yeah, my it's bad. A, it's a, it's been a long long seven weeks or six weeks so far. So there's always up. There's only only ways up. I'll always in my eternal optimism, Jake. <laughs> always. Uh, well, you know, stay optimistic. Hopefully, you can do a bit better <laughs> on the weekend. Thanks. See ya.